I'm Kinsey Mackis, your host and founder of The Category Queen. Welcome to the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who don't just want to dominate their niche, but they desire to play in their own league. My mission is to help you unlock the power of your unique brilliance and use it as a vehicle to gain recognition, reach more people, and make more money. Not too long ago, I took a bold leap, leaving behind a six-figure corporate salary with nothing more than a used MacBook and a burning desire for more freedom. Today, our brand has become globally recognized, helping thousands of female founders to become industry-leading experts. Join us each week as we go on a journey together to discuss mindset, marketing, and money, and more importantly, the real-life discussions about balancing success with motherhood and marriage. Because we're a community of women who build and scale impact-driven businesses, but do it without sacrificing the things that matter most to us. Welcome to the Category Queen Show. Hello, Category Queens. I hope you are having such an amazing day. I am coming at you at the time of this recording. It is uh, Friday afternoon and it's snowing here and I am just really sitting in just this almost odd amount of peace and serenity on a side note, I have been really, really focused on my mind and my spirit and my body and really integrating more tools and resources into my life or just equipping myself with more of those tools and resources to regulate my nervous system, to reprogram myself for those big quantum shifts and really just feeling centered. And so the work has been so transformative and you know I share all the time when I come out on the other side of these like really big seasons of shifts and this is not really one of those although it will lead to that it's really just more of the daily integration and seeing how these tiny small shifts in my habits and practices are really lending themselves to long-term results but in the most transformative way so I have just been noticing how much more present I am to my life how much more calm I feel and as a more you you know higher anxiety person highly anxious I'm really focused on leading with my heart and leading with my head too and not letting my emotions distract me right emotions are a tool and this is not a message to say that we should ignore our emotions or suppress them but this is something that I'm really leaning into in knowing that there's feelings coming from some sort of programming or 
subconscious thoughts that I have that are not serving me. So really just unpacking that, but not in a heavy, heavy way. So that has been really amazing. I'll bring more conversations around that and what that might look like for you. We also just updated some curriculum inside of the Category Queen School related to mindset in a more practical way, because I think that mindset is such a big thing. And I think you and I both know that it is the key to success. But I think sometimes, a lot of times actually, it's taught so ambiguous or more at that conceptual level and it lacks the integration work. Like how do I actually bring this into my day-to-day when I'm feeling stuck or when I have like insane amount of fear or when I have like crippling anxiety? How do I like move through that or how do I continue to create success? And so we just updated some of that curriculum to include some new frameworks and tools and really starting to weave and infuse more of that work into our curriculum and into our coaching. So it's been really, really incredible. All right. All that to say, we are on our final episode of the Category of One series, and this has been a really fun journey. I hope you guys have been having as much as Uh, as much fun as I have recording this series and taking you on this journey. I think that it's really that high level, the five core elements of moving through the journey of becoming a category of one, but redefining what that means for you. And that's really what we started with in episode one, understanding what that means, not just in your business, but also in your life, and then infusing that into how you think, and then what that means for your message, for your offer, and also for your impact. And so this last episode is really hitting this sales piece and helping you see how we kind of put this all together to make sure that you are actually moving the needle in your business. And while money is not the end-all be-all, it is one of the most important indicators of business success. You have to be tracking your revenue and it's really, really important to have revenue goals or else you'll be running a nonprofit and you did not sign up to run a nonprofit. You can do that when you have the funds to do so. You have the freedom to do so. Right now, your priority is generating enough income for you. And I, I don't even like saying enough. Like everybody has what their own sort of personal intrinsic goals for their revenue. And I find that it shifts and evolves. Some, a lot of women get into this just thinking like, oh, it'd be so nice to replace my income so I can walk away from my job. Or it'd be nice just to have like the lifestyle income, right? I can be comfy and and I'm good. And then they start to get go on that personal development journey and start to see that they just want to access more of that potential and see where they can go. And it's not about it never being enough, but just really expanding the vision that you have or had for yourself and your business. And so then we start to draw in this bigger, more expansive future of what's possible for you. And all that being said, using that revenue marker as a goal to drive that. And also, right, we have the impact goal. What are the numbers attached to that? So when we're doing strategic planning with my team or even our clients, we're looking at key numbers. We're looking at what are your revenue targets, but then also what are the number of people 
you are going to impact that's associated to that revenue goals. And that really, really helps us get a little bit more excited for people that are really money-driven and more impact-driven. That gets people more excited, but also it just helps us really anchor to that bigger why. But I also know that some of you might resonate with this too in that I love blowing my own mind. I love seeing what's what I what is possible for me or like achieving things that I never thought to be possible for myself. And so that's always a that's a it's a fun game for me to play. Now you have to balance, right, the unhealthy or you have to kind of see this through the healthy lens and the unhealthy lens, right? When we're just like constantly chasing the next thing and thinking that that's going to be the thing that leads more happiness or bring us more fulfillment, like you'll always be chasing, you'll never be happy. But if you can find happiness in the present moment, find that fulfillment in what you have and also be excited about where you're going and what's coming, that's where the secret sauce happens. And so when we start to see a bigger vision for our business and or either you uh, maybe you are just like i would love to hit six figures this year awesome it comes down to sales and in order to grow your revenue you have to make sales <laughs> okay and this is where a lot of people stall out i think it would be a lot in the previous episode we talked about like we'll through our content and our messaging we have to tell people that we can help them right and so even if you start to get momentum there but then ultimately you don't have a monetization strategy that's where things start to fall flat but if you're not even telling people that you can help them and showing them how you can help them then there is also no monetization strategy needed and so in order to build that momentum for people to be ready to buy your offer, whether it's a coaching package or a program, a membership, etc., right? We have to let them know how we can help them. And, and then we have to make sure that the monetization piece is in, in place so that we are taking them to the finish line. Because what happens is people will generate buzz about their offer, but then we have a lot of gaps in our process or either like sales or enrollment process. And so they don't end up becoming a client. They either ghost you or you're not getting the volume that you need to fill your group or a plethora of things. And so in this conversation, I really want to unpack some of the bigger challenges related to sales and how to fix them so that you can truly, truly start to see yourself in that bigger picture vision in relation to, yes, the incredible money that you want to make and also, right, the impact that that is going to create in the world, in your life, in your clients' lives. So let's talk about the biggest challenges related to selling. And first of all, and just foremost, the uh, challenge or the beliefs around selling itself. And this is huge because naturally anytime I ask people when I'm training or coaching, you know, what's the feeling that comes up when I say selling? There's usually a negative emotion attached to that. And I think that it's generally through the experiences that we've had in our past related to selling 
or the it t- always ties back to right the money patterns that we've adopted and taken from our childhood right what we've been modeled to or what we've been modeled by our parents or the people that are raising us right because this is directly related to are you open enough right to receive the abundance that you desire and it's all related to money it's there's so much here and I want to really do a good job at kind of keeping this succinct because I could go on forever about money mindset and how this is obviously directly tied to selling but what I want you to really see and maybe unpack for yourself is what are your beliefs about money and how is this showing up in your relationship with selling and this could be that could give you some good sort of um good awareness points to start to unpack a little bit more and start to see of course there's no judgment right this is not meant to bring in more shame or guilt it's really to just bring you that awareness so you can move through it and adjust as needed but it also when we think about beliefs or limitations around selling again it goes back to even some of the personal experiences that we've had with that car salesman or somebody sending us those spammy dms or something that you have felt in the past when someone has sold to you and you don't want other people to feel that way. And so I really want to shift this for you because ultimately at the end of the day, selling is serving. And why is that? Well, you think about all the, if you think about just the economics of bringing solutions to the market to other people's problems there's a value exchange that occurs and so when you the more you sell the more value you put out into the world and selling can look and feel in so many different ways this is you know sharing how you help people in your content this is giving people those tips and tricks to elevate their life and also the next steps if they want to go further with you selling is making an offer to help somebody selling is uh, giving you know purchasing a product that that takes away acne that they've been struggling with their whole life like there I could go on and on and on about all the ways that selling is the gift that keeps on giving and you are a consumer of it every day and you should be also a creator of it every day the more value you put out in the world the more that you change people and also change yourself And so if you could fully believe that selling is serving, then everything else will change for you because this leads us into the next biggest challenge around selling, which is not making enough offers. So I want to unpack that a little bit because there's different iterations of this, but first we have the beliefs around selling, okay? Challenges related to not making enough offers, selling something that people don't want, and then overcomplicating the sales process in general. So I want to individually unpack these, but let's go back to the beliefs around selling. So first of all, selling is serving. If you could believe that, how would this change you? How would this change what you're doing in your day-to-day in your business? I also want you to really think about the last time you bought something that was maybe a little bit higher price than you're used to paying for something, or you... Uh, purchase something that you've been saving up for for a long time or even you know you purchased a vacation and you didn't get that item right away maybe you you know saved up for a Louis Vuitton purse you bought it online and instantly you have this this really transformative feeling in your body of excitement right you're not touching it yet 
But the feeling of that gratification of buying something that you desire, it creates a chemical reaction in your body. You already feel it without even touching it or having it. Same thing with a vacation, right? When you purchase a vacation, you're already starting to feel excited about it before even going on the vacation. And I want you to think about this even when people are buying from you. The transformation starts with the transaction, right? So if we know that selling is serving and that the more offers that we make and the more people that take them up on that, on those offers, right, we're instantly creating transformation because people change when they invest in things. People change when they buy things they want. They instantly transform when they start to really uh, sink their teeth into, oh my gosh, you know, I'm finally doing this thing or this is the time for me, right? You, I know you have had experiences like that personally and your clients are going to have this experience when they purchase from you too. So if we follow that full spectrum of people just watching you, not ready to buy, but you're transforming them through your free content and then they're, it's gearing them up to be excited about being able to buy from you in the future and then they actually buy the thing or they hire you, right? That exchange in value instantly creates a transformation before you even start working with them or before they even consume, you know, your curriculum or what have you. And so I really want you to start to see what your relationship is to selling. How does that relate to your relationship with money? And then lastly, in relation to this piece, what are you afraid of? Because I think that the beliefs around selling are also strong in the regard of the fear of being rejected right? If somebody says no, that means there's something wrong with me. And let me tell you what, there's going to be more people that say no than more people that's, than people that say yes. So you will 100% get no's. But can we soften that by saying, A, there's nothing wrong with you. And B, it's not rejection, right? I think this rejection is like such a traumatic word and it instantly creates this feeling of unworthiness. But we need to detach from that outcome altogether. And we need to really see no's for no's. And I think that the more offers you make and the more no's you get, the more this softens. I have no drama. No drama when people say no. It doesn't even have a charge in me like it used to. And so it's about reframing what that means when people say no and then starting to change the feeling around that. Because if you are afraid of being rejected, what is that going to do for you? That means you're not going to put yourself out there either as fully, right, or as as much as you should be. And so this all ties into the beliefs around selling and, and the behaviors around selling because of the limitations that are there and also the emotions that are tied up into that. But let's move into the, the second challenge that I want to unpack in not making enough offers. So the your revenue is directly tied to the number of offers you make, period. Okay, but let's talk about the two different types of making offers. Okay, you have making offers that are given without feedback, and then you have making offers that are given with feedback. So making offers without feedback means that you're you have like a call to action in your content, right? So it's like if you are ready for this thing, or you're trying you're tired of you know struggling with this thing. This is how I help you. If you want to learn about what it's like to work with me, you know, uh, click the link in the bio. So they go and they click to schedule a call with you. 
But that call to action, that is in my mind, and in this case, really, it, it is making an offer. You're putting an offer out into the world and you're telling people, hey, this is who I help. This is how I help them. If this is you, here's what next steps are. But the challenge with this, uh, this format is that you're not actually getting any feedback. People will you'll find feedback in people scheduling the call or not, but you're not getting a direct yes or no until you have the making offers with feedback step, which is literally a container where people are saying yes or no to you. Okay, so let's go back to the example. You make an offer in your content, right? It puts value out into the world. For people that are ready to claim that value, they go and click your link in the bio to schedule a call with you and then they get on the call then you make an offer again right they tell you what they're looking for you show them how you help them and you say is this something you want or not basically and I mean in a much more fluid way but it, it really is that simple is we just are determining are we a match for this person or not and this person is determining right are you a match for them or not and that's a container where they are saying yes or no that is immediate feedback. And that is what we really, really want to measure our sort of quote unquote results on and whether or not you're making enough offers. I believe you should have a call to action in all of your content. If your content is good and valuable in the way that we teach it inside of the Category Queen School, there's really no reason why you shouldn't have a call to action and you're putting more offers out into the world. But those are going to be the things that generate the actual making offers with feedback containers where you are getting yes or no's. And that is a literal math equation that you can build out in. Because if you have, right, a number, uh, if I heard this, I don't remember who said this, but there was a mentor that was like, your revenue is the most simple equation ever, right? It's the number of offers you make minus the number of people that said no, (laughs) right? Which gives you your total number of yeses, right? And then you calculate your offer price on that. So if it's that simple, then all we need to do is increase the number of offers we're making, right, with that feedback and decrease the number of people that are saying no or not even decreasing, right? We're just continuing to make offers. But you can turn up those dials in whichever way you want. But the important element here is that you have those containers where you have a measurable yes or no. Because without that, it's really, really hard to assess if anything's working. You know, when people uh, start to change their offer and they'll come into like the school or I'll be coaching them and I'll be asking them like, why are you changing your offer? And they're like, because nobody's buying it. And I'll ask them how many sales calls they've had. And they said, said zero. So again, you can see here where you, you don't really have data or effective tools to even use to measure, is this my offer? Is it my messaging, right? You just have to get in front of more people. And so what I want you to consider is how do I increase the number of offers that I'm making without feedback so that I can also increase the number of offers that I'm making with that feedback. But here's what's so powerful about making offers with feedback is that you get the feedback, right? One of the most powerful tools that I was taught in sales years ago was asking people why they didn't buy. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh, right? Mind blown. This alone gives you so much. And we still, to this day, we ask people why they didn't buy. It gives us so much data of as to 
where are we missing the mark in articulating the value of the offer? Because it's not ever really about the offer itself is that there was a value misalignment, right? So if they're saying like the price, I couldn't afford it or it would require too much time, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not changing the offer. I'm changing how I'm communicating the value of the offer. And that's going to help me overcome these objections that we're hearing. Same for you. If you are not asking people why they didn't buy or if they say no to your coaching offer and you follow up with like, awesome, totally get it if it's not the right time or it's uh, not the right fit for you. But I would love to understand what would have made it a no-brainer yes for you. That is the most powerful question you could ask anybody. And And also just understanding, right? And that's how we start to gather the assessment we need to figure out what are our next steps, right? Because a lot of times people are solving for problems that aren't even problems, you know, like changing their niche or changing their offer or changing their launch method or changing their platform, right? It's almost always (laughs) not those things. And sometimes it just means making more offers and getting more feedback so we can really understand what people are looking for, what people will buy and what they're ready to buy right now. And so when we think about not making enough offers as that primary challenge related to sales, I want you to understand or or I guess really consider where could you improve in both making offers without feedback and also making offers with feedback? How do you infuse more of that direct language in your content so that people understand how to hire you, where to hire you, what next steps are, but also increasing the number of opportunities you have in making offers with that direct feedback? How do you get in conversations with people? How do we get to talk to them, right? This also is related to the overcomplicating challenge (laughs) that comes with sales, which is sending people to all the which ways besides just a conversation. This is especially for you if you are not making the revenue you desire or you're under multiple six figures. If you're sending people to anything else besides just having a conversation with you, you know, maybe like a sales page or you're sending them through a lead magnet in a nurture sequence, do not make that mistake. Just talk to them human to human. How do you really, really help them see that the best opportunity for them is to just get on a phone with you to learn more about how you can help them? If we overcomplicate our sales process, you're creating more layers that you have to fine tune and perfect to continue to not just captivate attention, but hold it attention and then convert it. And the more layers that you have in there, right, the more opportunities that people fall off. So if we start to simplify this and we just have the most authentic, genuine way for people to have a conversation with us to learn more about how we can help them, you're going to increase both making offers without feedback and also making offers with feedback. And it's one of the most powerful shifts you can make, right? This also means not trying to go back and forth in the DMs, right? As soon as somebody uh, expresses interest, move them to a phone, move them to a phone call, right? Going back and forth in DMs like is just not, not the greatest and It's also not the setup you want to create for your potential client to make a decision that's in alignment with their desires. And when you ultimately think about your role, right? We teach about value-based selling in the Category Queen School, which is selling something that people desire and creating a container where they they have the power 
to make the decision that's in alignment with their desires, not yours, right? So we're not forcing people to buy. We're not making people buy now on the phone. We're not we're not even following up a bunch of times after the call, right? It's really about creating this experience, a transformative experience really with that person on the other end, helping them get out of their own way and make a decision that is going to serve their future desires. And when you can do that in a transformative way, it will change everything. And this is the model that we teach inside of the school because what happens is even for people that say no, they walk away feeling changed. And we, ha- we hear this time and time again from clients and students in that they love doing sales calls because it's just them basically being a coach and transforming people without them even being a client yet. And so we don't need to overcomplicate it to get to that endpoint, right? Just get people on the phone, simplify that, right? And increase the number of making offers with feedback and making offers without that feedback. And you will see things really, really start to accelerate for you. Which brings me to my last piece in selling something that people don't want, okay? Another biggest challenge, obviously, with sales is people not buying your offer or people not taking you up on your offer because it's there's a disconnect, there's a misalignment. But you're only going to know this if you bump back up to, right, making offers with the feedback because you cannot assume that it's what people don't want if you don't actually have conversations with people or you're not understanding why people are saying yes or no. And so when you have a misaligned offer, the obvious byproduct of this is not making sales, but the assessment and the fix to that is getting feedback, moving people to a conversation, understanding how they're describing their pain points, what their pain points really are, and understanding how you can show them that, yes, I can fix those, right? And I actually can transform you. Instead of selling them this offer stack, this beautiful members portal of all these features that they're not really looking for, they're just looking for their problem to be solved. When we sell something people don't want, that is also going to be reflected in your messaging, in your content, right? So if your core messaging is using language that doesn't resonate with the people that you're you're going to reach, we're not going to be able to see full a full journey of them taking you up on your calls to action, right? Moving them to the call and then saying yes. And so I want you to really assess within your messaging and content and even the conversations you're having, is there a gap here in what they say their problems are and what I'm saying I can help them do? And that's the easiest way. But then also, again, asking people why they can't buy or why they didn't buy. It is one of the most powerful things and it might feel a little uncomfortable for you. But if you think about any sort of responsible business owner, right, they are collecting data. They are assessing feedback. It's just like when you have a client, you want their feedback. You want to ensure that they're getting the experience they came for. Well, we want to do the same for people that aren't even clients yet. And you want to help more people get out of their own way. But the only way you can do that is by meeting them where they're at and that is how we do that is by really learning them and knowing them so deeply that it's almost better than they know themselves so that's really how we tie all of this together when we think about the monetization piece and moving people right through the finish line to okay we've created desire we've helped people 
see how we can help them, but how do we actually convert? How do we actually monetize this? How do we actually accelerate ourselves so that we're not constantly chasing the next client or we're not accepting clients that are not a good fit? And these four core challenges and how to fix them hopefully will really help you assess where to start or where to shift. And I would strongly, strongly encourage you start 100% no doubt around what your beliefs are about selling and money, what your relationships are there and how it might be impacting the rest. And at the end of the day, just as a reminder, your revenue is directly correlated to the number of offers you make, period. So how do you increase that in the most genuine, authentic way and really, really claim your expertise knowing that there are people out there suffering. There are people out there with the problem that you can help them fix and they, and you know, you can change their life if they just knew it. And your responsibility is to tell them and your responsibility is to show them and lead them closer to you. All right, my friends, that is going to wrap up this series. It was so phenomenal to really take you on that journey. And I hope that it was enough to really start to give you some tangible next steps and also though, to get you thinking bigger about your brilliance, about your possibilities, about what is available to you when you really step into your fullest, fullest potential and unlock that magnetism that's really, really just like holding, like waiting inside of you to be unleashed and really just reach the right people and amplify your voice so that you can make not just an impact in their lives, but yours as well. So I just love this conversation so much and I hope you did as well. All right, my friends, I will see you next week. Hey, If you're ready to stand out online and get paying clients consistently without having to fumble your way through tech, run ads, or create complicated funnels, I want to invite you to join us in the Category Queen School where you're going to learn my simple, proven formula for getting clients online. It's risk-free. You either make your money back or we'll give you a refund. Just head over to kinseymacus.com forward slash the CQ school and join today to get instant access. We'll see you inside.